Hey everybody, welcome to you for the Watches Podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And this week we are taking a break from the holidays to celebrate Spider-Man because there's a Spider-Man movie coming out this week. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse comes out this week. So yes. we figured we'd take a break from the holidays and have Ryan watch a Spider-Man movie he's never seen. Which is Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. Um, I think they got that from the title. The yes, podcast. I know, but still. <laughs> um, so we've There's talked, a lot of Spider-Man movies out we've there, talked okay? about We've talked about Civil War, which yes. Tom Holland yeah. appeared in. We talked about Spider-Man 3, sadly. Um, <laughs> and Devin and I talked about Venom. But today we're going to talk about a really good Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Maybe not the best. It's going to be weird. But a really good one. So Ryan had never seen it. Devin and I had both seen it. Now, did we both see it in theaters? I think we did. I totally saw it in theaters. Yeah. I remember it was my wife, me, and my brother went to see it um, at the theater locally with uh, the recliners. So that, that's always nice. Like, I love that. Oh, yeah. Those are nice. Um, do they have those out in uh, where where you live in Los Angeles? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my local theater is the AMC um, in the City Walk of Universal. Like, that's the one literally closest to me. So they pull out all the stops on that one. So it's okay. like the recliners, the bar service, all of it. Yeah, I guess they do take their movies kind of seriously in LA, don't they? A little bit. Well, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I think I think out in LA, they probably had the recliners first before, before, prior to coming out here. I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say. They can't be bothered to sit up during a movie they made. Yeah, We've exactly. Got, you know, we're, we're you know, two country bunkers <laughs> over here. They don't go see the movies they make. They just... Like the people going to the movies are not the people who work on movies in LA. Like, I know there's a theater by me. It's where the people who make the movies see the movies, and like that's its big moniker. I'm like, no, they don't. Stop that's a it. Stick. Like that's that's not true at all. Yeah. Like stop it, Burbank. <laughs> okay, so uh, um, I don't know where to start with this. So Devin, you want to take the point on this? Yeah, so you said not the best Spider-Man movie. What? Oh, uh, okay. We can get right into that. No, no, I no, yeah. I am still adamant that Spider-Man Two is the best Spider-Man movie, if not the best superhero movie. Maybe it's because I haven't seen it in a long time. But like, why? Not like in a mean way, but like, for me, like, <sighs> Spider-Man Two came out at a time where I. Re- like that was the first movie I cl- I clung on to where I could identify with the main character. So I really okay. identified with Peter Parker in that. Um, and then you have Doc Ock's arc in that movie where he's trying to do this great thing, but then is corrupted by the chip in his neck. And so he's not really in control of his actions. And then he has that redemption arc at the end. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just one of those movies that came out at the right time that, I just really it's like had a special place. Yeah. Cause I remember seeing the trailers for that at like the drive. And I think you were there. Like I, yeah. I remember us standing like right outside of the, uh, the projection booth and just seeing that trailer pop up like early summer yeah. 2014. And it's like, Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. Or 2004, whatever. God, I don't yeah, know. I think it was 2004. I think you're right. Yeah. 2004. So yeah. Yeah. I, right, I so still think, I still think Spider-Man two is, one of the best superhero movies of all time because just the the action spider-man versus doc ock that train fight is just fantastic and um i mean I think it is that, iconic yeah and i think there's a reason they pulled a lot of those moments from spider-man 2 into into the spider-verse trailer 
like just to yeah. get people in. Like there's that what the one scene that they pull from Spider-Man one is the kiss. But there right. are so many other iconic visuals of Spider-Man like stopping the train mm-hmm. and then throwing her out of the way of the car. Like there's a lot of things there that historically for comic book movies, like it's it's one of the go-tos, like number one on a lot of lists. And it's number one on my list. Sure. But Homecoming makes the top five for sure. Okay. Okay. What about you, Ryan? Well, okay. So after seeing this for the first time, which thank mm-hmm. you for having it on Blu-ray, Alan. Because yes. That, because that made it that much better. Um, this is my number two Spider-Man film. Also, Spider-Man 2 is number one? Uh, this is where I'm going to have a little bit of fun. I Good. love Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2. Okay. Just because... Well, okay, so I, I, I went to high school in between the school, uh, the 1999 uh, and 2000 school year to start and then ended at the 2004 school year so spider-man one and two was when i was in high school Mm -hmm. and so with you know the whole superhero movie genre and everything just starting you know the whole the the more modern you know course of these movies like those Mm -hmm. were the first two big ones and so that was like my high school and college. Like those were my two superhero movies uh, up until like Iron Man came out. Mm-hmm. So those two films to me hold the number one spot for Spider-Man movies because I really feel that the storyline between one and two is continuous. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I say both of them are my number one. So it's not just Spider-Man 2. It's one and two that are my number one. Um, but Spider-Man Homecoming, like, is, like, grasping at the neck of both of them. Yeah. To, uh, to, 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 to be perfectly honest, because to me, yeah. Homecoming, they, <clears throat> and, I, and I'm pretty sure they will probably get into it, but the visuals yeah. of Homecoming and the personality, like, I'm watching it going, this is the Spider-Man cartoon I watched when I was in middle school. Right. Like, this is a live action version of the Spider-Man cartoon from the 90s to me. Just with the colors and the visuals and everything else. Like that like it got me to to when I was even younger. And I just it was great. I loved it. I wasn't expecting it to be that good to be to be honest. Yeah, uh I've been trying to get you to watch this for a few years. Well, it came out last year. I've been trying to get you to watch this for a year now. <laughs> um I can't believe this movie came out last year. Like it feels like so much, so long, much longer ago. Well, especially because so much happened to the MCU. Out, like so many movies in such a short period yeah. of time. That's why. Um, Devin, how about you? Right. What What is your favorite Spider-Man movie? I mean, I don't want to be like weird and call to the new, but this one. I mean, for a okay. for kind of a lot of reasons. Um, and I mean, maybe because I have to go back and rewatch the the Tobey Maguire ones, but like. I don't know. And, and I want to get into this a little bit later too, once we start talking about big things, but I think Tom Holland might be my favorite Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. I won't disagree with you there. Um, he's definitely the best blend of the two. Yes. And I think that's what I like the most about it. I mean, yeah. we're, we're talking about it now, so let's just get into it. Um, I mean, so I think my best or my favorite Spider-Man was Andrew Garfield and my favorite Tobey Maguire was, uh, or yeah, favorite Tobey Maguire, favorite uh, Peter Parker was Tobey Maguire. I mean, and I don't think that's really controversial, but I think that Tom Holland plays them both well. Yeah. And I think he does a better job yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, 
Do we want to talk about Andrew Garfield a little bit before we get into Tom Holland? Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You, Devin or Ryan, have you seen the? Yeah, I have. I have. Both of them. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I like the first one a lot more than the second Garfield one, like the Amazing Spider-Man one with the lizard. Yeah. Like that one's a lot better than two. Um. Two just seems like two's a mess, but he was he was good in those. Like I hate that they had to reboot it and right. lose him. Um, it seems like he may be able to come back in Spider-Verse in the future. Oh, that might be cool, though. Because um, I guess they're trying to get... They try, almost got Tobey Maguire for this one. Really? Yeah. Um, but it might happen in the future that they get both of them, which would be really cool. Like, just If you're going to just go in with all the Peter Parkers, just go in with all the Peter Parkers. Hell, yeah, even not? get the one from the 90s cartoon. Hell with it. Mm-hmm. Why not? In a world where Nicolas Cage, when Nicolas Cage is playing Spider-Man Noir, why not? Like, oh, just, I love that. Um, yeah. Okay, that's enough on Andrew Garfield. <laughs> yep, that was, that was about it. Um, they're they're so, they're they're almost they're forgettable. So there's a reason that we have Tom Holland, and yeah, um, like they had to reboot because it just was a mess. So yeah, well, that and I don't think you could have gone from the Spider-Man two that they had and go into Civil War introducing that Spider-Man. I mean, Kevin Feige, from my understanding of it, was give us creative control of Spider-Man, you'll get the mm-hmm. money, but let us do our thing with the character. And I think that's what's really that. I think that's the strongest thing Homecoming had going for it. Yeah, was. Marvel Studios having a say in the creative side, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, because you got a gr- really great screenplay, good direction, and then but Kevin Feige like bring everything together and knowing how these pieces fit in the whole MCU. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, yes. When it came to the other two, and I really think the reason why they are for uh, they are kind that because to be perfectly honest, I forgot about those two movies until mm-hmm. we just started talking about them. Oh, and no. I think the reason why they are is because Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 came out in the early millennium. They mm-hmm. were kind of the kickstart to you know, this whole superhero genre that we have today. And then those came out like right in like the what what phase two of Marvel or phase three? Was it phase what, two? Like the the Garfield ones. Like they came out yeah. in, like phase they came two. out Amazing Spider-Man came out the same summer as Avengers. Okay. So right Did at the really? tail end of phase one. Okay. Okay. So, wow. so we're, we're, uh, at that point, and to bring in Spider-Man like they did in Civil War, it just, I have, I, I, I just feel that at that point it was like, oh, cool, a Spider-Man movie, but Avengers. Like it just, it got completely overshadowed. And from, from listening to yeah. the, the screenplay, the screenwriters for um, Civil War talking about it, like just one day they were in their office and Kevin Feige popped their head and saying, hey, we have Spider-Man, Adam. So it was just kind of <laughs> like, okay, we got to put Spider-Man in this because they, they had two plans. One was to bring in Spider-Man, but if they didn't, it was going to be Tony Stark recruiting Ant-Man. Yeah. Like going and finding oh. out Scott Lang. So either way, it's a... Uh, insect inspired superhero coming in to save the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've talked about Civil War on here before. Yeah. Um, I think Civil War is a really good way to introduce Spider Man because what's great about this Spider Man is you don't get the actual origin story. Which like, we don't, don't need, need it. at this point. No. It's like you don't need the Batman origin story. Like, yeah. I, they're, right. they're like superheroes like 
Doctor Strange. I'm fine with getting an origin story because it's not really that well known. But right. everyone knows that Superman came down in a, in a spaceship and landed in Kansas. Batman's parents died in an alley. Uh, Spider-Man's uncle got killed. Yeah. Um, Great. And yeah, like that. Those like you don't need to see those origin stories, but right. Uh, yeah. DC doesn't understand that, so we, we keep getting those origins. And yeah. but Marvel was like, "Hey, you know what?" Kevin Feige was like, "You know what? No origin. Let's just uh, let's not even say the line. Let's just hint around. With great power comes great responsibility." <laughs> like, Which I did a good job of that in this movie. Because yeah. to be honest, I was waiting for that line to come up, just because uh-huh. it is Spider Man, and they did skip over like you know him getting bit and him mm-hmm. discovering his powers like they skipped over all of that uncle ben died yeah. and everything yeah so i was expecting them to bring something forward mm-hmm. maybe like the line but like i was watching it and i'm thinking the entire underlining story the every story has a meaning behind it yeah and regardless if it's fiction non-fiction silly not doesn't matter what the genre is there's a meaning behind everything Mm-hmm. And the meaning behind the storyline of Homecoming is with great power becomes great responsibility. Yeah, like, I mean, it's absolutely right. Said because I mean, I mean, I think in a way it is said. I think instead of the line itself, it's if you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve it. I loved that line, by the way, because yeah, you can tell. I mean, not only was it the thesis of the movie, but it was also something that you know that Iron Man as a character went through in the third one, yeah, or in the third Iron Man. So like. Yeah. That line had a lot of weight behind it. And it was such a good line. Yeah, that and line. Even re- with the line, though, yeah. that's one of the reasons why I said, like, I was saying that the the, the line, like the classic line, never came up. And the uh, and the reason is the entire movie, uh, including that line, is basically like the description you find in the dictionary. Like, if you were yeah. to look up a Marvel dictionary and look up, you know, what does you know this saying mean? you'll find Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, that's pretty much... Right, what, yeah. That's pretty much what, uh, what this is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, we're all on board with Tom Holland. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're all Good. on board with uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, yeah. we're, we're 10 years in at no this point. It's there. a little too late to, uh, <laughs> to uh, say something now. Um how do we feel about Michael Keaton as the vulture? I oh, super favorable. was not somehow, some way I did not know that Michael Keaton was in this movie. Really? I don't Whoa. know how I missed that. I'm so impressed. I really oh, don't man. know how I missed that. <laughs> it's in the trailer. I don't know yeah. how I missed it because here, here. Okay. Okay. Because here's the thing. The opening scene. They cut to them right after Avengers. They're cleaning up the mess in the train station. I st- I'm not recognizing him. He's talking to his people. He punches the guy in the face. I still don't recognize him. Wait, they wow. get back. They get back to their like company warehouse or whatever. And it's not until that moment I'm like, is that Michael Keaton? And then, and, and, and then it cuts, okay? And then it cuts. And then you go through the storyline, and they show him again. I'm like, that's fucking Michael Keaton. Oh that's Michael God. Keaton. Okay. So not, How did I not know this? Not only did you not know Michael Keaton was in this movie, you didn't realize it until 10 minutes into the fucking movie. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, it was the that. best... It was the best surprise, surprise I've had in a Marvel the, film. No, surprise Michael Keaton is the best Michael Keaton. 
Oh, absolutely. Like on 30 Rock, he just shows up the one time playing a janitor. Like and he like trying to fix a gas leak. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell is Michael Keaton doing here? And then you remember that he was in Beetlejuice with Alec Baldwin. Because Alec Baldwin's the, the young guy in Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And it's like, oh yeah, that's right. They they worked together before. <laughs> yeah. But surprise Michael Keaton is the best Michael Keaton. <laughs> um But it's okay. So and uh, I watched the movie twice. Yeah. And okay. the second time through, I was watching it going, why didn't I recognize him? Why didn't I recognize him? His accent, he threw on a New York accent mm-hmm. in the first scene that was really thick that he really didn't use throughout the rest of the movie. So one, there's that. I didn't recognize his voice. And then two, I've never seen him with a baseball cap on. What? That's it? I've never seen him what? with a baseball cap on, and he's older. Okay, I've never. I haven't seen. I haven't seen an updated picture of him in years. So I didn't realize it was him because he's older. One because he thinks. Because I mean, here's the thing. Okay, my favorite Batman movie is is uh-huh. the is the original Michael Keaton like Tim Burton Batman movie. Yeah. So whenever I think of Michael Keaton, I think of young Michael Keaton. That's what I think of. Not older guy Michael so Keaton. So I haven't seen a picture of him in like online. Like I haven't seen like a paparazzi picture so like of him in years. The last thing you saw him in was like Multiplicity back when he had like curly hair. Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. Like I haven't seen a photo of him like updated for his age in okay. years. So you haven't seen Birdman? We're not talking Harvey Birdman attorney at law. No. Okay. No. Bird, no Birdman. <laughs> That's or, a good one. Yeah. Birdman's a good one. So we yeah. might, we'll have to add that to the list. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I saw um, the trailers for um, that McDonald's movie. Oh, where, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do yeah. remember that trailer, but it, like, I was like, oh, cool. That's Michael Keaton. But like, he looked like Michael Keaton. And they tell you, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't <laughs> I mean, wearing a he, McDonald's cap. Yeah, I mean, it's but I mean, I mean, seriously, like, I wasn't looking at who it was because, because here's the thing: the first time through the film, I didn't really realize that he was going to be a character, so I really didn't pay that close attention to him. You know, they 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 the internet trying to get Michael Keaton to star in a Batman Beyond movie. They I, need I, to I do that. I can't wait for that to happen. Yes. Where he just tells oh the gosh. young Batman movie, the the, the young Batman. Uh, you actually don't need a costume. You just need a baseball cap and no one will recognize you. <laughs> I feel like Ryan's the kind of guy Superman makes disguises for. <laughs> no, you stop that because that's the worst goddamn disguise of any superhero ever is Superman. Oh, God. Because I did it. It was more, though, the accent yeah. than anything else. And I, I wouldn't even say it's a New York accent. I'd say it's a New York construction worker accent because the rest of the be, time... To me, that's, that's a New York they, construction worker they, accent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, that's what you'd hear cat calling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I really like Vulture in this movie. Oh, no, he's great. Oh, I love Vulture. Vulture is amazing. The Vulture is the start yeah. of um, mm. Marvel's um, really good villains. Yeah. Like, yeah. Before this, you had Ego and Guardians 2, and it's like, meh. Nah, but right. Vulture, and then on to Black Panther, and then Thanos. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like, it's just started a great run of great villains. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see what they do in the future. But I loved yeah. it's like, things like... Th- 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 
Thanos is my favorite villain at the moment. And not because of the gauntlet, not because it's strong, but because of his character arc. <laughs> sure. And I love Vulture because of the same thing. Like, I love the nah. fact that he got screwed. Like, he yeah. literally got screwed. Yeah. And so he did what he had to do that he thought to, you know, like, provide for his family. And for like eight years, he was doing low, you know, low level stuff I'm, that flew under the radar. I'm glad you said that. The timeline's wrong. It is it's not. Eight, wrong? It's not eight years. That when what, I how? first saw this movie, I was like, when it said eight years later, I, yeah. I automatically was like, no, it's not. That's not right at what? all. Because this movie takes place right after Civil War, which took place in 2017. Or no, 2016. Okay. I think this it, it movie takes place. We're going off clip. of the storyline timeline. No, not this the movie is, release this, timeline. This is, no, this is a, the official timeline. Yeah, that yeah. they just oh. released. Um, yeah, because I knew it was an error then. Because I like I knew that the timeline's a little bit off from real yeah. time. But I was like, it's still not eight years. Because mm-hmm. Battle of New York was 2012. So th- this movie takes place in 2017. Yeah, and Infinity huh. War is 2018. I think. Um, so the timeline's off. Like eight years is not right. I don't Did know. They mean how- like months or something? No, it's because he says it later. He's like, I- I've been doing this for eight years, and the FBI hasn't been bugging me at all. But now the spider kid comes along, and but, oh. but no, like the time, like the timeline, autom- like automatically that, re- that I was like, no, that's not right. Like what the hell, Sony? Yeah. Like, how did no one catch that? Like. I, I think it's just because he has that line later on that it's you're talking about Sony, remember? Yeah. Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I think they're just kind of ignoring it. Like that's not right. Sure. Like that's not the timeline. Yeah. Um, but it's still like the big continuity error. Like right in a, in a franchise that's known for continuity, except for War Machine looking different between movies. <laughs> um, oh, oh yeah. Whoops. <laughs> um, Rody, Rody, that's the name. Rody. I almost yeah. said Bucky. I don't know why. It's Rody. Um, yeah. So that that bugged me. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice that. that though. <laughs> I, I I think I said something to my wife in the theater. Um. Yeah. Yeah. She's telling me nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. People care. I I care. I care a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> continuity. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so back to your point on the uh, on like the best bad guy. First off, I think it would have. Oh no, we lost him. You froze. Um, am I back? There, you're, you're back. back. Yay! So I think it almost had to have been a reaction to people saying that Marvel's bad guys got worse because I feel like up until that point they kind of peaked at Loki and then just like got bad for a while, and then I feel like they Marvel became- was like, "Yeah, we need to make our bad guys better." Yeah, because a lot of the villains became one dimensional. Like it was right. just, I'm going to be bad to be bad, and that was it. Or their meat, or like their reasoning for being bad was just too simple, like wanting more power. Right. Like yeah. it, it wasn't it. It was there wasn't any substance. Like I love the fact that Thanos wants to do what he wants to do to save the universe because of overpopulation. Like that's something you can debate about for like yeah hours. And then you've right. got this guy who's just trying to provide for his family. He's a normal, you know, like blue collar working class guy who just wants to make sure that his wife and his daughter can like live a good life. Yeah. He and just then, goes south. <laughs> yeah. And then you have like ego who's like, I'm a planet. And you know what? I want all the planets like that's <laughs> like, okay, I guess like, okay, Kurt Russell, like, <laughs> right. Whatever you want, I guess. Um, yeah. Like but the is fir- it, I love, 
Oh, go ahead. No, go, no, you go ahead. I just love when bad guys aren't like, my goal, to kill Spider-Man. Like, I think that's a little bit overplayed. And I love that Spider-Man was just annoying to him. Like, he had all of this stuff to do. And you can tell there's all this stuff going on behind the scenes that, like, Spider-Man just messing up. And I like that. Like, I like that he wasn't his main focus. Yeah. Now, one thing that you just touched on that I can kind of get the flow of how we're, uh, of how we're doing this. That was yeah. one of the things in the movie that actually irritated me until, like, I was almost done watching the movie. Like, I hated the fact that Spider-Man kept on screwing things up. Because it was getting annoying. I was oh, like, really? great. You got this kid, you know, sp- you know, like, because to me, Sp- Spider-Man, granted, he's a kid, he's immature, but he's not dumb. Yeah. And he was doing dumb things. Mm-hmm. But then it dawned on me, which I think it was at the, it was at the start of the ferry mm-hmm. scene. And mm-hmm. I was like, hang on a second. He's learning. Yeah. Like that's when it dawned right. on me. Like, yeah. And that's when it dawned on me. Like, oh, okay. Now, now I, I, I totally get this. Like this, you know, yeah. this movie makes sense. And then at that point I started to actually enjoy it for Spider-Man's yeah. growth instead of just wanting like, because I liked the, one of the reasons why I liked the, the Tobey Maguire one so mm-hmm. much, the one and two is because even though he just discovers his powers, like, he has a few awkward moments, but mm. he's really intelligent and wise as a character to really grasp onto his like one few mistakes and then become an adult about it. Yeah. This yeah. shows what an actual 15 year old would actually do. Yeah. That's, yeah. I and really that's what that I really it. liked about Homecoming yeah. is that, you know, they're being realistic about Peter's growth. It's really a high school movie. Yeah. You right. Get down to it because it's him learning to be mature with these powers. Like the whole time he's like, Oh yeah, I'm kind of an Avenger. Like I'm, my whole plan is I'm going to go, they're moving upstate. I'm going to go with them. I'm, I don't yeah. need high school. And then by the mm-hmm. end of it, he's like, you know what? No, I, I want to be in high school. Like that's where I need to be. Yeah, I, need I don't want to be an Avenger. And Tony's yeah. like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, well, I like so. that. And I like that arc that he yeah. went through for that. If Tony's really line, smart. He actually did something that was really mature. Really good, really right. mature, totally unexpected. Totally yeah. unexpected. Right. <laughs> Which, oh my God, that Iron Spider suit. Oh, oh, I love it. I've already told you before, like my favorite Spider-Man like outfit, like my favorite Spider-Man version of Spider-Man mm-hmm. is Iron Spider. Yeah. Like I love the Iron Man spider suit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, little tidbit about the podcast. We actually did an episode on Infinity War because yes. Ryan had not seen that. Yeah. Um, but we lost it. So, and I think we're going to talk about it a little bit in our, one of our year of enders coming up, uh, because I want to talk about it a little bit. So, um, we, we did do that a whole podcast on that and lost it. So I think I spent about five minutes just basically like, like going off on the iron spider suit because I mean, because I mean, like (laughs) I never saw like. I had no idea that Spider-Man got like a suit that was made by Iron Man until mm-hmm. I was uh, reading the Civil War comics, which yeah. which I don't know if that's the first time it made the appearance or not. It's I, one I, of I the first know. times. Yeah. Okay. I think it's the first time it was made by Iron Man. Okay. 
I don't know for sure, though. Yeah, so like I, I saw that, and I was like, oh, this is cool, because finally Spider-Man can actually kind of do like the whole like eight-leg thing, which mm-hmm. can, you know, which can help him out. The, you know, right. you know, like, he can have, like, the extender legs come out, and he can take care of stuff with his hands without having to worry about, you know, what angle he's trying to stand at. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. Um, which I really like, though, that his normal suit, not the sweatpant suit thing for gym class, but the uh, yeah. actual like Spider-Man like like uh, uni thing, yeah. was made by Stark. I loved that, and the fact that it <clears throat> had all of those neat things on it, yeah, it to me it made it more realistic. I don't know. Well, that's kind of what I. Yeah, that's what I hated about the Andrew Garfield movies. Yeah. Is I was like, okay, I believe that in his room, unbeknownst to his aunt who lives next, like right downstairs, he just made all of this. Really? Yeah. I mean, the first Andrew Garfield movie, like the suit kind of looks like it's just under armor with some cool eye pieces. Yeah. But, but the second gets, like, one is just up. like, no, we're just going to copy and paste from the comic book and not give any explanation for it. Right. And like, I mean, sure, he has spider powers, but I don't believe that like this teenage boy can sew really well. Yeah. Like, Even the Tobey Maguire ones is always kind of a, a stretch for the costume, but you got to see his um, makeshift wrestling costume. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Which. Another thing I like about this is the fact that he has to switch out his webbing. Yeah. Because that was yes. something from the oh. cartoon that I loved that. It was just one more thing to throw like a weakness at him just to make mm-hmm. it a little bit less like invincible. Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, to a point. And to be honest, like I'm kind of a gun guy and yeah. I like it in action movies when they, you know, reload because it's like, okay, click, click, let's go. You know, like it's yeah, one of those, yeah, you know, like, ready. ready thing. So, so, I mean, like he's on the ferry and he flips out the the like empty uh, uh, like CO container things like yeah. off of his rips, uh, uh, ribs, off of his wrists. <laughs> and and you get that sound, that like sound like yep. on it. Just and it's satisfying. Just, it, it was just one of those things. That's like, yeah. oh, cool. Awesome. Yes. He's ready to go again. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> How did we feel about the spider gadgets in this movie, though? Because they're not in a lot of the other ones. I mean, I... Personally, I think it's good for this movie, but because it helped him, like a lot of the movie is just him relying on the suit. And yeah. I think by the end of the movie, he realizes he doesn't, he shouldn't rely on the suit as much. And uh-huh. I don't know if he gets all those gadgets back when he gets right. the suit back. Um, I hope he did. I think if they, <laughs> I think it, it's a slippery slope if they rely on it too much. Like the drone mm-hmm. coming out of his chest, I didn't really like. There was not much of a point to that. Sure, um, I'm on the other. I am on the other end of that fence. Okay, because I love Tell the me. drone. Because here, the reason why the suit was made by Tony Stark yeah. for one, right? So he's so of course being who he is, building the Iron mm-hmm. Man suits and building all the suits that he did, even like a fabric type suit. Um, is going to have a few gadgets in it. And I feel like taking his interface, uh, Mm -hmm. taking that uh, Karen out of the (laughs) suit lady, taking her out of the whole, like, uh, 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 taking her out of the scenario, I really liked having the drone because it helped him... uh, kind of get a feel for for you know his surroundings a little bit more because they never brought up spidey sense in this 
as far no, as I'm concerned. No, they didn't. They never brought up spider That's sense. because he doesn't have it yet. Which is, yeah. Um, they, oh, really? But you, but you have seen him use it. Maybe twice. In this movie? Not in, in this movie. Infinity, Infinity War. War, right? In, in Infinity yeah. War. Yeah, when he's on the bus and his arm, his the hairs on his arm stand up and he turns around and sees the spaceship. Oh, that's okay. spider sense kicking in. Okay. And then if you believe, And then at the end, right? And then if you believe the internet at the end when Mr. Stark, I don't feel too good. Yeah. Spoilers for Infinity War. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, about that, guys. But, but, um, Okay, so because he's still learning, he's still adapting true, yeah. to all his powers. Right, but so. the fact that he doesn't have it, though, like yeah. I like the fact that they incorporated the the drone and the fact that, like, okay, so they don't show the drone until after he's in the hotel room with his friend, like debugging mm-hmm. the suit, and you find out that like yeah. this thing can do all these different things and taking off the training rules protocol, which I loved the jokes on that. Yeah, I, yeah, I oh, absolutely yeah. loved that. The baby um, monitor protocol is my favorite. Yeah. So <laughs> taking like finding out finding out that the suit can do so many things. And the fact that the eyes move. Like that was another thing that I absolutely loved about this. Oh, like, I the love fact that, that yes. the eyes moved and everything. Uh, that that's actually one of my favorite moments of the movie is when he's swinging through the yards and crash lands into that tent and he just looks up at the little guy's like, Hey, hey, hey kids, and his eyes are just spazzing out. <laughs> like that's one of my yep. favorite gags with the suit. So like I absolutely love the fact that the little spider on his chest actually mm-hmm. does something because of all these different gadgets. And to me, the drone is the highlight yeah. of the suit. Um, and the fact that it has its own kind of personality because like, it's got the little squeaks and beeps and everything that, cause oh, like yeah. he talks to it. It's kind of like a little R2, like a little flying R2. Like a little <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the gadgets also serve to help the plot of the movie. Cause I mean, they tell you his limitations in the movie. Like when he's standing on top of the Washington Monument, she's like, a fall from this height's going to kill you. Like yeah. you will die like because you don't have your gadget, like your the spider parachute or whatever was gone. Yeah. And then at the end when he just has his like normal like tracksuit kind of thing, you know, like, oh, this is just a dude. Like if he falls from pretty high, he won't be okay. Like yeah. and I think that that helps to serve the plot and the end. Like I think the gadgets are really important. Yeah, I think they are important. I just don't want it to be something that, they have to rely on for Spider-Man. No, I agree with that though. It's true, but I don't think they're going to mainly because they talk about, they have that scene where he's trapped, which my Mm -hmm. favorite, like, and he's going through all of the different like web, like scenarios and like, and everything else. I feel like when we see him again, he's going to have like more control over the suit. And instead of like them going to, to like a camera angle where it's like through the lenses and showing all the things like moving around and rotating, I feel like it's going to be more of like him saying, you know, for certain situations, like, Hey, I, I need the like taser web or, you know, like, I don't even think he needs to say like it that. because I've played mm-hmm. enough Spider-Man video games to know that you can just okay. throw that shit. You can just do it. Yeah. Okay. It just happens. So, he knows, he knows so how to do it. <laughs> I mean, I really, really, really doubt we'll see instant kill, <laughs> which uh, I love the red eyes. I mean, I absolutely oh, yeah. love it. He's like instant kill. No, no, no instant kill. <laughs> I think if you get him going, like if Ultron returns, like, and it's just yeah. an army of Robots insta kill needs to come back. Oh, okay. Oh, absolutely. And that does. one, yes. Because I would love to see how that works. I wonder if it's like laser, like laser death eyes or what. But I'm glad he didn't mm-hmm. use insta kill against Michael Keaton. <laughs> oh yeah. You can't kill it, it, Michael Keaton. All that would have been left sin. was just his baseball cap. <laughs> Stop it. Uh-huh. For crying out loud. Okay. Um, <laughs> so 
one thing this movie introduces is his new best friend, Ned. What do you guys think of Ned? I love Ned. I just do oh. we think do we think Ned's his real name or do you think this is like a a fake out like Michelle was in this? Do you think oh, Ned's like know. real name's like Harry? I don't know. That's a really good question. What if it is? I actually no. I think Ned is somebody in the comic books, but I think he was minor and they just uh, porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's my response yeah. to Ned. Oh, I like Ned. <laughs> Do you not so like much? Ned? I'm not a fan of Ned. He's annoying. Oh my god. Oh, okay. I would so you're telling? Oh no, 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 no. You're telling me that if if you found out I was Spider Man and. Like you would not be bugging me with all the different questions. Like, how'd you get your powers? Do you know? Do you- okay. 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 There's okay. There is a difference between a 14, 15 year old bugging their friend with questions mm-hmm. and a moron who is like, oh. he knows Spider-Man blow, oh, you know, like, just, it, it, there were yeah, things that, that he did. That's there the were one things thing he that, that he did, I did that I wanted to reach the screen and punch him in the face. I mean, that's the whole thing with smart, like watching it this time. I'm like, dude, like obviously a happy calling the FBI. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, don't do this stuff. But right. like so they're both like kind of like young and naive. We'll see. Yeah. The, the only time that I actually really, really started to like the the times when I went okay, so the one time in the uh the time in the film when I went from mm-hmm. like really finding the character annoying and just kind of trying to just bear with it to being like mm-hmm. okay. I can I can roll with this because of who he is, is uh-huh. when they're in the hotel room debugging the suit. Okay. Yeah. And he's like the voice of reason. At that point and onward, his character changed from me. He went from being like like super annoying, constant questions, like mm-hmm. asking to do stupid things, like, oh man, can I tell people you're Spider-Man? Like, no, man, <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> like that's yeah, yeah, like that. That's yeah. what I kind of found annoying. Like, I'm pretty sure he's meant to be that way because they're in high school and they're kind of like mm-hmm. on the nerdy yeah. end of the spectrum. So, like, social skills. Like, I get it, but I just, I, 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 I can't take him. <laughs> I can't take. Well, that. you got to remember, like the whole, like, not that I'm defending that question of can I tell people you're Spider Man? Yeah, but this is mm-hmm. a world where Tony Stark flat out said to a press conference. I am Iron Man. So I don't know how well the secret identity thing holds up in the MCU. Because the Sokovia Accords are actually a thing now, too. Well, true. But at the same time, if you did... Okay, so let's say, like, I was the Ned... Like, supposed to be, like, the Ned person and you're, like, Mm -hmm. the Peter person. You tell me not to tell anybody... I'm going to bug the shit out of you to ask you what you can do. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to be asking you in the middle of, like, chem... Yeah. Or, you know, like <laughs> normal, you know, voice, you know, level during lunch. Like, I'm not going to be doing that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's more I mean, for comedic value in the movie. It is. So. I just wish right. there was a different comedic value in the film. So just getting deep here for a second. Do superheroes exist Ooh. in the MCU, like in comic books? Like, have, that because, depends. Because here, That's here's a really this, good question. Here's the thing. Like, in the Walking Dead universe, there is no zombie lore. Right. So and they all have to discover these things fresh. Yeah. So are there superheroes in comic books in the MCU that aren't real? Like does does DC exist? I got it. I got it. I got Do it. Do they mention it. Kryptonite at all? I know in the <laughs> Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, she's like you're not Superman, you know. 
Um, oh yeah. In the Marvel universe, DC exists as a comic book. This okay. is this really? is what I like to believe. DC okay. exists in Marvel as a comic book. Okay. Marvel exists in DC as a comic book. As a better franchise. As a better yeah. Of <laughs> there we go. As, as a better franchise. But I say one week before. There's Aquaman a comes part out. of me that likes to think that even though I say that like DC exists in like the Marvel universe as just what it normally is, just like comics and cartoons and stuff, I would personally personally would really like confirmation that the Watchmen are the comic book characters of the Marvel universe. Oh boy, that's a dark universe then. <clears throat> it's but dark think about fiction. It. Of all of the crap that actually happens in that universe, cities drop, people die. You know, yeah. you, you've got all these things. Dr. Manhattan and all the other characters from Watchmen would kind of fit the world that they live in for actual comic book superheroes to be mainstream. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I know in um in the show Smallville. There's a whole yes. arc, sub sub arc where uh, there's a comic book called, I think it's Dark Angel or something like that. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. where it's pretty much Superman and Lex Luthor, where like they're best friends, and then the one turns and he's the the main villain. And there's mm-hmm. this whole subplot about the comic book because I think at one point they filmed the movie in for for, for this comic in Smallville. So. Like I would really like to know, like what the comic book lore, like are there comic book shops right. in these universes? I and, and, I feel like they have like, to be. Yeah, I I mean to to be honest, it's an art form, and yeah. it's a pretty yeah. like it's an art form that goes back thousands of years in one form or another. Because I mean, it's pictures and words. Yeah, like that's yeah. it's pictures and, I, and I words. Mean, I think there's e- there's even theories about like the last two Batman movies of the '90s being comic book movies based on the Tim Burton universe Batman because what? yeah like that's why they're so different um, and if you look at the graphic novel adaptation of Batman and Robin uh-huh. it's straight up just a movie set like it opens on them calling action and then th- the last one is like Joel Schumacher calling cut I love that I'll send you pictures I have I you don't need know why, to I don't know why I own this but I do I'm so happy <laughs> you that's fantastic. Is, that actually makes me like those movies better. Yeah. To, 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 yeah. To be honest, if that's what it like, if that's what the idea behind it is, that makes that those movies to me better. I found out it today fits. my wife has never seen Batman and Robin. What? Yeah. What are you doing? What do you watch? Um, I don't know. Um, but I own it on Blu-ray, so it's going to happen one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening if you couldn't hear that my wife just said Michael Keaton is my Batman and to that I say but what about Val Kilmer Aww. Oh, that's not appropriate for the podcast <laughs> all she did was do the Ross Aww. is that the Ross don't call it the Ross Monica Ross whatever the Monica oh, Ross man. whatever <laughs> uh, they both did it they all did it. So, I mean. Okay. Yeah. So, what do we think <laughs> of the uh, Michelle MJ twist? Oh, I, like, I liked it. Yeah, I like I, I like it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a little bit refreshing. And I like the fact that they had her there. Because they almost had to address her. Yeah. I, I really liked her character. I could have done without yeah. the MJ twist. But. 
Yeah. I mean, if you're going to throw MJ in, why not do it that way? Honestly. Um, I think my favorite twist of this whole movie though, is the reveal that Michael Keaton is Liz's dad. Yes. Yes. Um, Oh my gosh. Because I wasn't expecting that. And okay. So I was watching this movie on my Xbox. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. my wife was doing her thing. So I was listening to, I was watching the movie and listening to it on my gaming headphones. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching the movie and that happened. And she came around the corner because she thought I was choking because I gasped (laughs) when he opened up the door to his Michael Keaton. I was like, (gasps) Oh, Yeah, and she came around the corner going, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" I'm like, "No, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's 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 her dad. That, it's her dad." Like I was not expecting that at all. That <laughs> that that made my jaw hit the floor yes. so hard yes. in the theater. Absolutely, like it just bounced off the recliner, but and back up. <laughs> but like that reveal was amazing because you like you have the mu- like music playing, and then all of a sudden the door opens and the music stops. And yep. You, you just see his face like, oh, shit. And then, like, the next 10 minutes are just super tense. Like, that car ride is yes. one of my favorite scenes in all of the MCU, if not every superhero movie I've ever seen. That scene I agree. is and he's so not even intense. He, no, there's yeah. no yeah. costumes. It's just he knows who Michael Keaton is, and you just uh-huh. see Michael Keaton slowly figure out that this guy's oh, this man. kid's Spider-Man. Like, my daughter is dating my enemy. What? But this is what makes me like Vulture so much and like this movie so much because he did save his daughter's life. Yeah. And he knows that. Yeah. And this is why I like the character. He's like, look, you saved Mm -hmm. her life. I just saved yours. You have a choice. You don't get involved. I leave you alone. He didn't say, stop doing your Spider-Man thing. He didn't tell him that he was going to come after yeah. him. He was just telling him, stay out of my business. Yeah. You can do your thing, whatever, just stay away from me. And that's what I really liked about that, uh, about I, that whole Well, story. I mean, that's what I like about Spider-Man in general, is that like part of the tension of Spider-Man isn't, oh, I fought this villain, it's secretly this other villain. It's his real life. And his real life messes with Spider-Man, and they always interact with each other. And that's what I love that this movie did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like the the one thing about Spider Man is he's never trying to just defeat the bad guy. He's trying right. to save them. Like that's yeah. the one right. thing I like about like Spider Man too. Like he's trying to save Doc Ock. Um, I right. think even in the first Spider Man, he's trying to save the Green Goblin, and he yeah. he yeah. only the Green Goblin dies because he's protecting himself. Like, exactly. That's not like he died of his own blade. I I cleaned mm-hmm. his wounds. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> And then, like, even even in Spider-Man 3, like, as much as there's an issue, I have issues with that movie, he's mm-hmm. trying to save Eddie Brock from Venom, but he, Eddie Brock, dooms himself. Right. Um, and I'm not talking, I'm not ad- even addressing Sandman. And I think that's part of the thing you, you were missing from the uh, Amazing Spider-Mans. Like, I didn't really buy that he was trying to save the bad guys. Like, maybe oh, Dr. Great. Connors a little bit, but when it came to, like, Harry Osborn and electro it's like yeah and that's and see, he straight up refuses to help harry and uh, right and to me that's what shows his youth yeah is the fact that he hasn't he hasn't jaded him like age hasn't jaded him yet so anybody who is his villain 
is they need to be saved. It's not they need to be stopped so I can save other people. It's yeah. I need to save them before they do something to hurt themselves. Yeah. Like it's still that there's that like youth mindset of yeah. you know trying to just help as many people as he could. Um and that's that's one of the reasons why like mm-hmm. The whole thing, like into the Spider Verse, like I had no idea. Like I knew that there was a Gwen Spider, like yeah, Gwen Spider, Spider Gwen, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> Gwen yeah, Spider. spider. Gwen. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's something. One of those two words. And I knew that there were other, like, younger versions of Spider Man. Yeah. I didn't know that there was an adult mm-hmm. version of Spider Man. Peter Parker? No, 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 no. no. Well, or oh, you're talking about Spider Man Noir? Yes, like. I didn't realize oh. that there was like an adult version because to me, Spider-Man, even though the name is Spider-Man, the oldest mm-hmm. to, the oldest that I can picture Spider-Man being and being like the kind of like smart mouth like Spider-Man that we know of is maybe like 23. Yeah. At his no, oldest. That, that's oh, wow. fair. Because um, I mean, like after yeah. that, Spider-Man just turns into like a working class version of Tony Stark. Yeah, I mean... I know the you talked about the '90s cartoon a little bit. Like he's in yeah. college there. Yeah. Um, and I know in oh, the yeah. comics he gets married to MJ. Yeah. But even then, that's like late twenties. Yeah. Thirties. Yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah. He only lives like, to be like forty something in the comics. Maybe like early forties. Like he isn't. Oh, sorry. Spoilers no. for comic fans. I guess. <laughs> People don't die in comics. They just die for a little bit and then come back. That's a good point, though. Yeah. <laughs> If you're gonna say if you're gonna drop bombs like that, you need the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) it's gonna be so much fun to edit. (laughs) Okay, so I love it. You've got, um, but yeah, no, because to me, like, there's something that even when Spider-Man, like Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, even though once he's matured and learned from his mistakes. He still makes mistakes, yeah, and it's youthful right. mistakes. It's mistakes because he hasn't been doing it, you know, for like ten, fifteen, twenty years. It's because he, mm-hmm. he he's he's only been doing it for three, four, six. And mm-hmm. to me, like Spider Man's always supposed to be in that realm of like high school, college, just out of college, you know, still trying to find out who, you know, who peter's trying to still find out who he is as a person on top of dealing with who he is a spider-man once he figures out who he is and he figures Mm -hmm. out who spider-man is i feel like the aura of spider-man disappears yeah i think i think there's always going to be um that identity crisis yeah there has Um, to be because if if the the, uh andrew garfield spider-man's kept going like you have like the big thing I had, the biggest issue I had with Spider Man 2, Amazing Spider Man 2, was Gwen dies and then he just stops being Spider Man for a year until one yeah. day. Yeah. And, and then he just comes back. And it, 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 it makes it no sense. Like there was no, character. it was like, I'm just going to sit in my room and be sad for a whole year. Yeah. Like, that's not Spider Man. Like, Spider Man, like, you can take time to, be sad and stuff but you don't just stop being spider-man because of that and right if you're going to just show it a little bit better than that like when <laughs> when when toby mcguire stopped being spider-man it was like i'm i can't do this anymore because i can't live both lives yeah. like, it was more justified than 
I know I couldn't save my girlfriend. I'm just going to be sad. Like there was when you saw actually, him. Yeah. Um, but if that had kept going, like it would have been better to see him dealing with life without his girlfriend. Like he, right. he lost her. Like he has to deal with that. He has to live with that. Like, but instead there's like, Oh, I'm not, we're not going to show any of that. And just, Oh yeah. He's Spider-Man. Now here's Paul Giamatti in a rhino suit. <laughs> okay 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 so here so this is purely like the thinking just my mind racing what if yeah. sony could have incorporated um Sp- spider gwen is that the official term mm-hmm. spider gwen yeah okay that he deals the garfield spider-man deals with the loss of gwen by creating the spider gwen comics oh uh, that's all messed up i like yeah, that that's, all, that's messed up but uh, isn't Squ- Spider Gwen where uh, she gets bit by the spider and is, Peter yeah. Parker dies? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that's I think I, that's, that's the yeah. whole. I, think I that's have no plot. idea. Anna, is that right? I think that's right. Okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what the idea behind Spider Gwen was, which is a cool, like, cool concept. It is. Yeah. It's like what, like um, the Flashpoint universe of Batman, where Bruce Wayne dies in the alley. I would have uh, gone oh, with really? Red Son. Where? Oh, do you not know about Flashpoint? No, I don't know about Flashpoint. Oh, dude. I would have uh, gone with Red Sun. You, you, oh, dude. Read it or watch read them. Yeah, read that. Read. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Devin, have you, uh, yeah. have you read Red, uh, uh, Red Sun, though? Speaking of like no. changes. Okay. Red Sun is no. Superman. Same timeline, you know, landing in Kansas back in like the 50s or 40s yeah. or 30s yeah. or whatever it was but instead of Kansas he launched from Krypton like 12 hours earlier or later uh-huh. and yeah. winds up landing in the Soviet Union I've heard of that I haven't read it but I've heard it of that It is an one. amazing story I think I own both of these That sounds awesome uh, and I feel like I need to read these Yes I I I'm 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 really hope see I I really think DC would do mm-hmm. better movie wise if they yeah. just stuck to their alternate storylines as as kind of like one-shot special You films. sound like somebody who works at DC right now. And that's why they have 12 <laughs> Joker movies going. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm serious. You pick, like, you pick, like, one or two, maybe do them maybe, like, once every 10 years, but pick these actual offshoot comics yeah. they've done where it was just a one-issue comic with a yeah. what-if scenario. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just do it that way. Because I mean, they've the Red done... Sun, there's Batkoff, Batman, as a Russian. <laughs> as... That's amazing. <laughs> oh, you think that's amazing? I love amazing. that. Batkoff. Uh, like, anyone who's listening who knows what happens in Flashpoint, wait until you see, like, the whole thing with Flashpoint is he goes back and saves his mom. Like, Flash goes oh. back and saves his mom. And then d- we're dealing with the time ripples from that. What they do with Batman in that alternate timeline is fantastic. So I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, I'm probably going to... And Red Sun. So we have two Marvel guys saying, hey, if you want to read anything DC, it's Flashpoint and Red Sun. Like, you need to go read those. Devin, Um, read. (laughs) I'm going to try. (laughs) Focusing back to... Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay. So what do you guys think of the style of Spider-Man? Yeah. Devin, do you want to go first? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, because I'll probably lose connection. I loved it. So I read somewhere that they use, or that Tom Holland used the Ultimate Spider-Man as his like 
like template for this one. And I love the ultimate Spider-Man comics mm-hmm. and I can really see it in this one. And that's probably why I'm drawn to like this one more than the other movies. Cause I mean, I grew up with the ultimate Spider-Man comics. That's my Spider-Man. And he mimicked that almost perfectly. Yeah. What, what's different about the ultimate Spider-Man from like, uh, original Spider-Man? <laughs> I mean, he was a little bit younger when it all started. Okay. Um, I think he was like they they like aged him back a little bit, and they definitely did that with Tom Holland. I think, and they just they made him mess up more, and they made the plot lines a little bit more personal to Peter than they did um, in the original comics. I thought so. Like, I think he had a closer connection to the Green Goblin when it was um, Norman Osborn. Like, they made that a little bit more personal, and so I don't know. The whole like thing just figure. felt a newer and fresher than the original comics did. So, like at that point, it was like Peter Parker, spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, a little bit stale, and like Ultimate Spider-Man kind of like refreshed everything. And that's kind of what this movie feels like for me a little bit. Is that same like refresh of everything? Okay. That's a that's a fair perspective. Mm-hmm. What about you, Deb? Or Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> he always does this. Yeah, I get confused. Okay, so yeah. my thing with this movie, like as a film, one like just like I said before, like halfway through this film, I'm like, I'm watching a live action version of the '90s uh, Spider-Man cartoon I used to watch as a kid. And that's when I really got into it. And mm-hmm. the poster for the film of him, like th- they caught him sleeping in the suit in the yellow coat and everything. Mm-hmm. At first, when I saw him in the yellow coat, when he was trapped, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, that looks CG a little bit because he was like flipping around. And, yeah. and then they show him actually walking and playing with the suit with the yellow jacket. Yeah. I'm like, that's when it hit. Like I'm watching a live action cartoon. Like this is... Yeah. Perfect, and the colors in the film were great. Like everything was spot on. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, especially for that yellow jacket with the. I, I don't know why I'm obsessing over that one scene, but just mm-hmm. the visual of him wearing the yellow coat with the Spider-Man suit on, it just it fit how like the type. He's a teenager. He's fifteen. Mm-hmm. He's fourteen, fifteen years old. He's listening to his music. You know, he's got his coat on. He's got his hoodie on. He's walking around like you just you could see the age. Yeah. Yeah. You could just see how old that he was. And it's just everything kind of like it was that whole thing where he went and got trapped and had to go back to D.C. Like it was all it was that when it was like, oh, like that's when it really hit me. Like he's Spider-Man. Like he is. Yeah. Um, Toby Maguire is always going to be my Spider-Man, but for the whole Marvel-like thing that's going on right now, I don't mm. see how they could have done Spider-Man a different way. Yeah, agreed completely. Like Alan? this is my third favorite Marvel film. Right what now. are the first two? Third. I'm looking at Devin's reaction. That's what kind of caught me there, and like, yeah. maybe stall. What, a what's your fir- what are your first two? Okay, yeah, so, third. Uh, I got. Uh, the Black Panther okay. is mm-hmm. like two, and then normally, like Iron Man has always been like for the longest time has always been my number one. But with this movie, there was some shuffling around that happened, <laughs> and I uh and and I was thinking about that like after I watched the film, like how would I rank you know like rate my films now? My favorite Marvel film right now is Ant Man. Okay, I love Paul. Interesting. Rod. I love Paul yeah. Rudd and they let who doesn't and, and and they let Paul Rudd 
play Paul Rudd halfway yeah. through the film, like halfway through Ant Man, yeah. Paul Rudd's Paul Rudd. Yes, oh, I yeah. love that. I and I think it got even more Paul Rudd. Oh yeah, in um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, and then oh, and I, think, I don't even think he's playing a character in in Avengers Four. <laughs> he's like, hey, You're I'm here. <laughs> um, that was just him showing up to filming. Yeah. yeah. So 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 you've got Ant Man's number one, Black Panther's uh-huh. number two. Spider-Man Homecoming is number three. The first Iron Man is number four. And you've got mm-hmm. uh, Infinity War is number five. Okay. Devin, what are your nice. top five? Putting you oh, on man. the spot. See, so I honestly don't include the crossover movies as like the same, like in the same realm as all of those things. Because I think they're more like, I, I don't think I could sit down and just watch one of the crossover movies on their own and appreciate it the same way that I did all the other yeah. ones. It'd be weird like, to like I th- I've thought about this too. Like if you sat down yeah. and just watched the Avengers trilogy, like right, it's so weird because it ends with Thanos like turning, and then Age of Ultron ends with him being like, "Fine, I'll do it myself." And then Infinity right. War just picks up with him killing everyone. It's like this makes no sense. Like right. what, it's like what that, happened like, here? Okay, so here, so from from a different perspective, I've never seen yeah. Age of Ultron, just okay. because I stayed away from it because everybody talked crap on it. So I didn't oh. see the films like really yeah. like in order. I yeah. could watch Infinity War on its own yeah. simply, but at the same time, it's because I've also seen all the other movies. I don't okay. need to see Age of Ultron to watch Infinity yeah. War. But I yeah. mean, it, it, it's it's one of those things where to me, I do, uh, I mm-hmm. do count it in just because it's Marvel, even though they're all together. But I like Devin's. Sure point of view on this Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. this goes to me doing a sports analogy like you've got all of these (laughs) independent you know like kind of like focused superhero marvel films and they're like the individual games that are going on and then you've got like the avengers movies are kind of like the all-star games yeah right like it's like it's in the season but it's not like it, like it's kind of like, hey, everybody, just you know, you pick your favorite people, yeah. you throw them into one game, and they play, right. and no, it's like, no, that, that that's We've all fair. seen water polo, but but, do, <laughs> but also to your point, so do, Devin, do you count this as a crossover with Iron Man being in it, or do you just count like the team ups? I just count the team ups. I think Iron Man is absolutely essential to this movie. Okay, I think yeah. that this movie doesn't work without him in it, and I think that he just has to be there. Yeah, um, I definitely like in the same agree. way that like. Yeah, the Nick Fury showing up at the end of other movies like doesn't like count it, I think. Okay. Okay, so that being said, what are your top five? Alan, I was stalling. I have no idea. I know. Um, <laughs> that's, that's why. Number one is Guardians. Absolutely. Okay. Um, number two is probably Black Panther. Number No, no. We four lost is Guardians 2. There he is. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go, repeat, no! Repeat, what, what number did I stop three, at? Three and four. Three and four. Let me try it again. Guardians, Black Panther is number two. Number three is this movie. Number four is Guardians 2. And number five is probably Iron Man 3. Really? That one's not, yeah, that one's not super uh, like popular, that opinion. But I really you know, that, that was, that I don't was... like care about the Mandarin. Okay, your list was spot on with mine, but I'm going to take out Guardians yeah. 2 and replace it with Doctor Strange. Oh, shit. I forgot that was a movie. <laughs> That's I, my number five. Um, yeah. Um, no, I really do like Iron Man 3 um, as well, but but um, 
Doctor Strange, like the visuals and the music. Yep. Um, like, I just love it. And if we're gonna not like Infinity War is probably like number six if we're gonna count the crossovers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's um, Guardians is number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two might be Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Panther is number three. Doctor Strange is number four, and then Iron Man three. Yeah. So, see, thing is, I like Doctor Strange. It's just mm-hmm. I'm going off of the movies that I can rewatch. Yeah. And that to me is like part of it. Like Doctor Strange. Like I love the Doctor Strange like movie. I love um, and I love the storyline. It's just I can't watch it a lot. Yeah. Um, see, for me, and it, that's one of those things. For like, me, like. For me, it's more which soundtrack can I listen to the most? Well, you told me that. You told me, and I love me the the uh, Doctor Strange score by um, Oh, it's great, Michael Giacchino, who also yeah. did the music for Spider Man Homecoming. So you see how oh, I brought that you back, tying around? That back? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Um, oh, so what do we masterful. what do we think of the music in uh, Homecoming? Oh, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I didn't remember. Okay, 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 it, okay. It was so, Spider Man. So knowing you, yeah. knowing you, Alan, are you talking about the score or are you talking about the music that's the, in the movie? All of the above. All of the above. Oh. All then, yeah, the it's above. all good. Yeah. I think the score is perfect where it needs to be. I think Spider-Man needs to be a little swelly and really dramatic, and it totally is. And then the music is, I mean, I feel like they borrowed a little bit from Guardians of the Galaxy with like the, hey, we're going to throw in Blitz, Blitzkrieg bop and stuff. But like, I thought it was good. I mean, a little bit, but nowhere near as close as like Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad tried to. Oh no, they were. Yeah, that was a bit too much. They they tried too much, so much that they actually got the director for Guardians for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, okay, so my thing was, I love the score of it, mm-hmm. especially with hearing Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, the like uh, that, the fanfare. I loved that when they released a video mm-hmm. of him recording that before the movie came out i lost my shit i was like oh my oh, yeah. god i don't even care if this is only part like in the credits this is awesome yeah now to the whole music thing though like i'm more of like an actual like i'm more of like of a band you mm-hmm. know rock hip-hop whatever type music person like scores and mm-hmm. stuff i like them but you know it's yeah i i, I like listening to like my my bands <laughs> yeah. um and one thing that I liked that they stayed away from in this, and Devin touched mm-hmm. on this, like the fact that he's a teenager and he's in high school, they could have mm-hmm. loaded this movie up with like top oh, yeah. 40 and, you know, like the 21 pilots. Get Chad or, Kroger to write a song for it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like they could have like loaded this movie up with just like, you know, like pop punk and, and everything else. But I love mm-hmm. that they kept it for the end. Yeah. I yeah. love that they kept it for the end. And to be perfectly honest, I'm not the biggest Ramones fan, even though I really like punk music. I mean, I'm it not shows the biggest Ramones fan, but I love that song. I mean, it shows yeah. up twice in the movie. It's not just at the end. I know, but still, I'm just saying. Like <laughs> they, they do <laughs> the end is more of a like it's yeah. it stands out more at the end. They do a good job yeah. of mixing the score with an actual soundtrack. Yeah. And it's Agreed. not too like here's the soundtrack for this movie. Like um 
like something like like the 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 first two Spider Mans. Like those two soundtracks are very top forty. Oh yeah. Like, but Spider Man Two, mm-hmm. like that soundtrack is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Love was that the one with Hero by Nickelback on it? Yeah, of course. No, did. that that was one, and it wasn't actually. Oh, uh, okay. It was Chad Kroger featuring jo- Josie Scott. Oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah, the, the if you look at the list of acts on those soundtracks, it's pretty crazy. Like yeah. even like Spider Man Three had like Snow Patrol. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, I have their first album, Snow Patrol. Yeah, yeah. I love, I like <laughs> them. Yeah, but they were, but it's a, their f- album is not the one song from Spider Man Three. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but no, they do a good jo- like that's very like like the the soundtrack featuring. Like all these art, top yeah. forty, that's very a that's very much a nineties Batman Forever type Godzilla. thing. Godzilla, Godzilla, yeah. Like I hear that I hear oh, yeah. I don't know that soundtrack, but I hear like it's one of the best. What like the Godzilla soundtrack? Oh, it's amazing! Oh, really? I have it. I'll make you a copy of it. Okay. And I don't care that I just <laughs> recorded the fact that I'm breaking federal law. <laughs> I mean, I want it. It's 2018. There's so many things wrong with that sentence. <laughs> The last of which is you breaking the wall. Like, I'm going to burn you a copy of the CD. You might as well just put it on a mixtape for me. Yes. Fine, I'll do that too. Because that's oh, the best way the to listen tape. to that soundtrack. Hey, you know, what? You, know what? you know what? You know what? You're just yes. talking. You're talking to someone who just bought. Um, it was it was the Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction album on cassette. They re-released it on cassette. Yeah, what? five dollars. Do you have anything? That Why did they re-release it? No, not yet. <laughs> Do you have it's a cassette the fact player? that I could hold it in my hand? Though it was, it was for that reason. It was five bucks. It was the original like artwork on it. It was an exact reprint of the original like actual box. And it was the fact that I could like hold it. And look at it, and I could like hear it rattle. Like that's why I bought it, not to listen to it off a cassette. You, you know, but to like hold it. I went into Walmart today, and they had a bunch of DVDs and Blu-rays with special art covers yeah. that they do now, and they were all uh, like VHS covers. Like they, so they took the old VHS yeah. covers and put them on the DVDs. Mm-hmm. But there were also some new movies mm-hmm. in there that they tried to do that with, and it was kind of weird. Like Power Rangers, and instead of like copying the original Power Rangers one, they they did it with like the new Rangers. It's yeah. like. This is weird, but then then you have like space balls, yeah, and it it looks exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that. Where were we? But I said that I was going to burn you a copy of the Godzilla soundtrack. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, you needed. Um, Yeah, I need that. (laughs) the The nineteen ninety seven Godzilla soundtrack, Um, which is amazing. Yes, yeah, it is. Um, It's Tetopolis. That's the whole soundtrack. It's just Matthew Rogers going, it's the topless. I don't hate on and that movie. if it's movie. not, I'm going to be mad. That is... What? That movie is in my like permanent rotation list of movies that I watch routinely. If only there was but a Godzilla I... sequel coming out next year where we could talk about that Godzilla movie. Yeah, I know. Oh, wait. Oh. There is. Oh, look how that works out. Oh, look at that. Look at me planning Listen. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, but... um, Yeah, no, the... With him listening to his music and listening to mm-hmm. his like um, uh, to his phone or MP3 player, or whatever that he had on him, like they could have, like I said, they could have loaded this movie up with songs just like they did with like the '90s movies, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that yeah. they stayed away from that. Like they could have yeah. had him 
just, you know, like poking around that room that he was locked in, listening to his headphones and, you know, like playing the music that he was playing into his earbuds. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they didn't do it. And I love the fact yeah. that they didn't. Yeah, do you that. get the sense that the music that he does listen to is stuff that Aunt May and Uncle Ben listen to. And yeah. that's what he's used to. Because well, I mean, like the Ramones, like that, that seems but, like something that I mean, might but, listen I mean, to. At the same time, though, he is 14, 15 years old, so yeah. I mean, he's not going to be listening to exactly what Aunt May yeah. and Uncle well, Ben still, listen like, to. He might, like, Ramones seems like something, like Blitzkrieg Pop seems like something that somebody this, would listen this, to. This Aunt May mm-hmm. would not be surprised if she was a huge Ramones fan. Yeah. Would not oh, be no, surprised. not at all. Especially when she was like, I used to sneak out at night, too. Like, yeah, like Aunt May's a slut. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, she is a sweet lady. Um, it was a joke, people. It was a joke. <laughs> I, um, I love I that they, they they kept the thread of Tony Stark trying to hit on Aunt May. Yes. Going in this yes. movie. Like, yes. Hey, May, what are you wearing? Hopefully something skippy. <laughs> like, I, I love that that's the only joke they make about it. Yeah. It, but that was one of my favorite recurring jokes in Civil War, mm-hmm. too. Um. I really like what they did with Aunt May in this. Mm-hmm. I really liked yeah, Rosa Tomei, yeah. um, and how Peter's kind of really, like, really protective of her. Like, she's yeah. been yeah. like, he, they do a good job of dancing around the Uncle Ben thing. But you know what happened? Like, yeah. everyone knows what happened. Yeah, he died. I wouldn't be surprised if he died in like the Battle of New York, though. Um, oh, that cool. would be a good change up. Yeah, that um, would be a really good change up, especially for this timeline. Yeah, because it would make like if he was trying to save people, like it, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. It, it gives like, it more of a reason, yeah. yeah. Or it could be that ooh, I like this even better. It, you, you could still have the same setup that Peter mm-hmm. w- needs Uncle Ben to pick him up, or you know, like mm-hmm. he was supposed to be somewhere and he wasn't because he's discovering his powers yeah. or whatever. And then the Battle of New York happened, mm-hmm. and and. And if Peter would have shown up but on time, they would have been back at their apartment. At the same but time. no, part of a skyscraper fell uh, At the same time. And then... Because you would still have the guilt there. You would still yeah. have that guilt. That and then he spends he a year drawing Spider-Uncle Ben instead of Spider-Gwen, and that's how he deals with it. <laughs> Spider-Ben? The, the way I... Spider-Ben. <laughs> I, I, I hope they do address the Uncle Ben thing, but I hope they do it in a smart way. Like The way I would bring Uncle Ben into the fold with this is like maybe not have him die in the battle of new york okay but maybe have i don't know how caught up you guys are on the netflix stuff but maybe have something something to do with uh um wilson fisk like maybe have him be responsible in a way Uh, that would be pretty cool vincent d'onofrio in his kingpin because he's the best character the mcu has going for it right now even though they just got canceled off of Netflix. Like, I really want them to bring him into the fold of the Spider-Man movies. Like I want that to happen. And they're saying that the daredevil characters aren't gone. Like they're going to do something with them. And I think that's the best way to do it. Like fold them into Spider-Man. I think that would be amazing. That would make so much sense. That would be cool. But can we address something about the whole Netflix thing real quick that I don't think Netflix had a choice Oh, I don't think they did either. In that. I oh, just really? want to make that Why? apparent because I've seen so much crap online about people like threatening to cancel their Netflix subscription on this whole thing. But granted, I mean, people can do what they want with, you know, paying for Netflix. But at the same time, like, I feel like there's a lot of misdirected anger about the whole thing about Netflix canceling. Part of the problem is. 
Marvel Studios and Marvel Television do not get along. So oh. and it's apparent with Disney, it's apparent with in Disney what they Plus do. coming out next year. They have about three to five different shows coming out that are mm-hmm. all produced by Marvel Studios. Yeah. So right. Kevin Feige and his crew are like really involved with the Scarlet Witch show, which nobody wants, and the Vision show, which nobody wants, and the Loki show <laughs> that, that the internet wants. Yeah. And the the Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson show. What? Yeah, that's a thing. Is that a show? That's what? a show. Yeah. What? So um, who's coming up with this? Yeah, it's gonna be the odd couple with. Uh, they're just gonna be fighting over the shield, like figuring <laughs> out. Oh, so much wacky hijinks. Um. Ugh. So like, it makes sense that they're trying to get away from the. I'm I'm ignoring that joke because you're not on a microphone. <laughs> so. Um, I liked it. I heard it. It was <laughs> good for you. Um. So I don't know what's gonna happen with those characters. Um. I didn't see the last season of Iron Fist. Luke Cage kind of left me wanting more at the end of their mm-hmm. second season. Wasn't as great as I wanted it to be. But mm-hmm. Daredevil season three was fucking f- fantastic. Like, I loved that that season. Um, so I know they're going to bring them back somehow. Um, I hope they don't recast because they, they did a great job casting at least Daredevil. Even everyone yeah. else was good. It's just some of the writing wasn't fantastic. Oh, so, got it. Um, anything else on Spider-Man Homecoming? It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Good. That's it. Like yeah. it, it was just, it, it, it really blew me away. Devin, anything else? I loved all the little, um, nods to the other characters that flesh out the universe. So like the dude that they were selling the weapons to on the ferry was eventually Scorpion. Yeah. I love that. I that, love that. I love that. Um, Donald Glover is Miles Morales's uncle. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And like they could work him in maybe. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like as a, like a, a comic book nerd. Cause I mean, I, I know like most of my input this, this episode has been like, well, in the comics, you know, they did this. It's cause that's what I loved growing up. So like, I just love, they kept like nodding. Like even Liz, like Liz ends up marrying Harry in the comics. Oh really? I think that's really cool. Yeah. Like I thought they, I, I loved the inclusion of a Liz character in this. So, I mean, it, it kind of like checked all of my Spider-Man check boxes, honestly. Yeah, and I also like the inclusion of Shocker. Like, they have two different yeah, Shockers in it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he even has the yellow quilted uh, jacket sleeves at one point. Yeah, just too. like because that was what he wanted to wear that day. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm curious to see how they do that in the sequel that comes out next year. Like two Are they months, setting up, uh, are they setting up ho- Sinister Six-ish? From the sound of it, no. Not for this one, okay. at least. Um, oh, I, got a little I don't know what's going to happen with Spider-Man because I kind of hoped Venom would flop. So Sony was just like, okay, here, take him. We don't want take him. That, yeah. But no, Venom had to be a hit. So they're like, Haha, give him back. He's ours. We can do this. So oh, you I, can blame me. I saw it twice. It's my fault. It's entirely your fault. Actually, no, the movie fault, yeah. grossed more overseas than it did here. Yeah. And that's where it was a hit. I mean, Sony, Sony, okay. Sony can make all the money they want. Just let Marvel Studios do the creative stuff like that's fine yes 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 yes. i don't i don't think disney's gonna lose that much money just letting them have the spider-man characters just let marvel write the stuff agree um but no uh far from home which is the sequel to homecoming comes out two months after avengers endgame and it takes place right after endgame 
like Endgame ends and then Spider-Man Far From Home picks up. Isn't Captain Marvel coming out like two months before Avengers 2? Avengers comes out April 24th and Captain Marvel comes out in March. So it's like a month. That's so much Marvel. Oh, it's going to be the best year. I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, and then, and then that's it. Like those are the three. And movies this is why it seems like this movie came out so long ago. Is yeah. Because what? Well, because right. It, it was like so Black much. Panther came out. What? Like, Black Panther was in February this year. Yeah. And, and then, then wow, Infinity War, and then Ant Man and the Wasp. But even 2017 had Guardians two, Spider Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok. And that's why yeah. it seems like it's it's been just going to get worse. Like they have oh, yeah. twenty movies planned out after aftermath. Holy! And the cow. only one we know about for sure is Spider Man: Far From Home and a Black Panther sequel. And that's only because they've announced people have signed on to write and direct stuff. Everything else is a mystery. That's crazy. But if you're giving so everyone TV shows, I don't know what the hell they're going to do for movies. Right. I think I even heard something about Rocket and Group getting a show. Which I don't want to see. Keep them in the movies. I don't know. Agreed. I, Agreed. Well, okay. 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 So these shows, it's it's supposed to be for the Disney streaming. Yeah. So, okay. They're probably mm-hmm. for kids. <coughs> I don't know, man. How you, okay, okay. I don't know how you can make a Bucky Barnes show for kids. Okay. Maybe not Bucky yeah. Barnes, but I'm talking about like the the rocket in like Groot. Like that would be for they kids. They have that on Disney Channel already and it's a cartoon. Oh, I don't they? see why you need anything else. I'm just saying because they're going to be making money off of this because here here's the thing a well, lot of people a lot of people are not buying cable anymore they're going to these streaming apps yeah, yeah. so okay Guilty. you have the cartoon yeah. cable but then you have a lot of new age parents that you know that well not new age but just like new parents that are millennials that they don't buy you know they don't want cable so the streaming service is what they're going to be you know using yeah I mean, it's just interesting to see what they're going to do if all these characters, like if presumably Steve Rogers is no longer in these movies and the mantle of Captain America is passed on to Sam Wilson or Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Why is that a TV show and not a movie? I think this kind of gets into what I've been kind of like thinking about. I want to kind of say concerned, but I'm not really concerned about it. Is like, okay, mm-hmm. so you've got these characters that are established by the actors of who they are. Yeah. Tony Stark mm-hmm. as Iron Man is. Junior. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. I, I'm not good with go. actors' names. And then you've got the actor who plays Captain America. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Okay, so you've got <laughs> these, these, these actors who are now synonymous, like, who are now who their characters are. Like right. for I I like when when Robert Downey Jr. eventually gets older and turns into Stan Lee and passes away, like people are no. going to like remember him as Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. That's you know like that's the thing, and 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 to be honest, it's going to be a lot. Uh, and it's going to happen to a lot of the actors that are playing these characters. So when eventually they get. When you know the you know they get too old to play the character anymore, Disney has a choice: either they're going to have to end using the character, 
or kind of revamp it a little bit and hand it off to somebody else. Yeah. I can see yeah. Tony Stark's character handing off Iron Man to somebody else. Yeah. They could do the Iron Man who's paralyzed from the waist down, and the suit is what helps him walk. I mean, they already did that. I know that that was a thing. Yeah. Like, they could always oh. bring that up. But for people like Captain America and some other characters, it's like, mm-hmm. when that actor's done, yeah, what are they going to do? Well, no, well, Captain America, like, Falcon becomes Captain America. Winter Soldier becomes Captain America in the comics. Okay, yeah. okay. so, so perfect. That, that's why I'm saying, like, yeah. if you're giving those two guys a TV show, what, yeah. like, where, like, do you just end the Captain America franchise there? Like, I, I'm guessing or do that you do the alternate universe thing where the show is God, something completely not. different. I really hope. Yeah, not. I don't know if I love the alternate universe thing. Like, I think it'd be too weird. Like, I are, like I already know that Loki's coming back in aftermath because he's getting a fucking show. I like, don't I love don't, that at all. Or, I don't like that. Like, or let him die. Or is it? Oh, right. Or is it Loki? You know his story prior to all this happening. I mean, his story prior to all I, this happening was he wanted the Thor. The, he wanted the throne of Asgard. Like, I that. yeah, but he this before he turns evil though. Like it's like he's evil, but he's it, not. Yeah, like, but 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 see, the I thing want is, I want a show of. And to be honest, this is why I was never interested in the Marvel shows. Yeah. I want to show This is why I was never interested in them. I want a show of Anthony Hopkins just hamming it up as Loki. Yeah. As o- as Odin. Like that's yep. the show I want. Done. With, Who knows? That might be what it Matt is. With Matt Damon playing. I don't think that's what it is. You never know though. We is. don't know. I, I mean that's true, but I, I don't know. I I would watch it. I don't know. If you get any of these shows with like some of the talent behind the movies, like if Taika Waititi is like executive producing a, a, a grandmaster show, and sign me mm-hmm. up. <laughs> like I am all there. Like the fact that Taika Waititi is even just directing one episode of the Man- the Mandarin. Yeah. Or no, the Mandalorian yeah. for yeah. for the Star Wars show. That's executive executive produced and show run by John Favreau. Like just sign me up. That's crazy. Oh my god, we yeah. went we went an hour and a half without talking about Happy Hogan. He's the best part of this. Oh my movie. god, we didn't. Happy Holy Hogan like, makes me so happy in this movie. <laughs> like, I just, every time he shows up, like he has such the, the best lines. Like that was a very serious conversation. Like I don't take this lightly. It was really hard for me to talk to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like every time he just cracked me up. Like Ned. I have to admit, like I was I was very happy to see him in this. Yeah, like he he was. He, that was the comic relief that I liked. Yeah, at the start of the film, was much. it wasn't you know not with yeah. his friend, but with Happy. Like I would have much rather had Happy in it a little bit more. Yeah, I think he was in it yeah. just the perfect amount of time. Well, I like Happy. That's yeah. The thing. You think like, more? I really well, like him, so I could take him. Okay, I could take so, him a little bit more. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some news on you guys about Ooh, Happy Hogan. What's up? So Comic Con Bra- Brazil's Comic Con experience is going on this week. Brazil? In Brazil. Okay. Just so make sure I heard you right. They had okay. a panel for Spider-Man Far From Home, and they screened yeah. the trailer. And the opening shot of the trailer is Happy Hogan hitting on Aunt May. <gasps> yes! 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 So, oh, I love that. So I, I'm i looking forward to that coming out soon. Um, I'm going to be surprised yep, if that dropped this amazing. week. Um, I don't you, know. How, like, I, you know I've what said should it happen? before. You know what should happen? Aunt May should reciprocate. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Aunt May should re- that should be the that should be like the comic relief little twerk 
that Peter has exactly. to deal with is that Aunt May is dating Happy. So then he has to deal with the thought that Happy might be a stepdad. <laughs> Step uncle. Step uncle, whatever. I kind of love that, though. You know, for him, it's the same thing. For Peter, that's right. yeah. pretty much the same thing. But still. Yeah. That would... that. That would be perfect because Aunt May has like turned away all of these good looking guys who have been hitting on her throughout like the movies as she's been in. And it would be perfect for Happy to be the one. Do you not think Happy's good looking? I think Happy's fit good looking. the mold of the other guys that have been hitting on her. That's what I'm okay. saying. Like Happy's not Tony Stark. Okay, I've got two. I don't care. I've got two more bits of trivia before, before we go. Um, okay. So, Suit Lady or um, Karen. Is voiced by Jennifer Conley. I didn't know that. Really? Yes. Which is a fun tidbit oh. because her husband is Paul Bettany, who played Jarvis. <laughs> so they both got to do the voice. Oh, I love that. Isn't that Aww. amazing? And another fun fact: um, uh-huh. the screenwriters of this movie are also the mm-hmm. screenwriters for my pick of best, my favorite film of the year. So I look forward to watching, making you guys watch that for the end of the year. Um. Okay. Game night. They both wrote the the screenwriters for this wrote Game Night. Oh, okay. Really? So, yeah. So. Huh. Well, shoot. Hopefully, I'm excited hopefully that gets you now. a little bit more interested in Game Night. <laughs> so it does. It totally does. Um. That's all I've got for Spider Man Homecoming. Anything else? Yeah, Ryan? that's me too. I okay. So when a boat splits in half. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets, all right here we go and it gets pushed back together it's still cut in half yeah i don't care what force is being put on either end it's going to fucking sink I'm going to add the Cinema Sins Sindinger right here. <laughs> Welcome to the Sincast. I'm sorry, um, but uh, that's how, like, okay, so I know that I swore, and I apologize for, 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 for the podcast on that, but still, like, it's cut in half long ways. <laughs> like, yeah. I like, like it. This is your problem with it. Like, <laughs> I get... I get like a hot dog bun. <laughs> like a hot dog like bun. A hot bun. <laughs> I get I get that the whole, you know, like Spider-Man stopping a subway train before it flies off a bridge. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you've got to stretch believability for, for these films. I get that. But it's cut in half. I think and the, it's a boat. The whole and thing you get is rockets on either side trying to hold it together. And I get that it's like Marvel and it's superheroes and and I can, you know like push belief for these films i can but they show the water like shooting up for no reason like there's no pressure shooting the water up in the middle of the boat but they get it pushed back together and iron man uses i like 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 metal like twist ties to like keep the thing together those things Mm -hmm. weigh like hundreds of tons yeah well i think the boat's still sinking i think it's just Staying afloat long enough for people because you look like the Coast Guard and everyone is there, like trying to get the people off the boat. So I don't think the boat's going to stay up for much longer. Yeah, I know, but the water yeah. stopped shooting up. Like, okay, I think that I'm was just a burst pipe. I, burst pipe. That was the <laughs> river going. That, that, that was the Hudson defying gravity. <laughs> <laughs> 
<sighs> I just had to bring that up. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> you just right. So for you I'm have to watch this podcast, no, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Seriously, the boat? <laughs> what the f- <laughs>